0: It's only a few verses from the book of Malachi. As Brian said, it's our first Sunday in Advent today. We've lit the candle reminding us of hope. Hope of, as we prepare and to celebrate the birth of Jesus at Christmas. So I'm just gonna read from the book of Malachi, chapter three, just four verses. And this is what God was saying to Malachi. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me then saying the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant who you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver he will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in days gone by, as in former years. So that's come from the book of Malachi, the last of the Old Testament prophets and just a little bit of background as to what was happening for Malachi at that time. Now Malachi was living in what was seemingly an uneventful waiting time, when God appeared to be silent, and the Jewish people were enduring poverty and isolation in Judah. It was as if heaven was silent. The days of miracles seemed to have passed, Elijah and Elisha seemed to have had all the miracles, and the Jewish nation seemed to be dying out without receiving the promises that had been given to their forefathers. As a result of this, the people were losing their faith in God. They were turning away from God into their own ways and they were putting other things, they're putting other priorities before God and maybe making up their own way of faith. So God spoke through his prophet Malachi to bring this message to the Israelites. And it was in two parts really. Firstly, Malachi's words were a promise of hope to the Israelites that they had not been forgotten even if heaven had appeared silent and things weren't seeming to change and they were feeling somewhat disappointed. And secondly, Malachi's words were a reminder to the Israelites that when God comes, and he will come, they will be looking for a people who reflect him in every way. He was emphasizing the need for the Israelites to return to righteous and holy living. Now at this time of Advent, when we remember the anticipation of the arrival of God to earth in the form of Jesus, I think we do well to remember these words of Malachi, which are as relevant now, I believe, as they were then. Firstly, we are a people here now, being reminded through these words from the Bible, to live in a hope that when Jesus will come again, that he will come again, and he will, to live in a hope where maybe heaven appears silent, to live in a hope where maybe we're inclined to feel disappointed, and to live in a hope that the best, they say, is yet to come. But secondly, to be reminded that it's still God's purpose and desire that whilst we wait for that day and anticipate the fullness of his glory, that our lives will reflect his holiness. So how can we do this? Well, Malachi uses the helpful picture of God when he comes being like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. So if we picture the refiner in the foundry, in his overall, masked down, stoking the fire, fanning the flames under the smelting pot, raising the temperature a 1,000 degrees, and when the pot is hot enough, the ore that needs refining is added. Now, these would be the minerals that would be mined but why does the ore need to be heated up to such a temperature? Well, the purpose of the foundry, the purpose of the refiner's fire, is the, so that all is left eventually is the valuable part, the precious metal like the silver or gold. As the ore heats up in the burning pot, apparently, all the debris and the bits that aren't needed float to the surface and the refiner skims them off leaving the refined valuable part visible, the part that is usable by the refiner. Now Malachi was using this process to highlight the need for God's people to be refined. It's a picture of God taking us and refining us in his refining fire so that he can remove our impurities, so he can leave us refined, and so that we can show our true value so we can be able to be used by God. The refiner is, is making it so that we can reflect him to the watching world. Now, when preparing this, I came across a story of some women who met to study the Bible, and while reading Malachi, they came across the expression in the third verse, he will sit as a refiner and purify of silver. So one lady decided to visit a silversmith and report to the others on what the silversmith said about this line, why he needed to sit as the the refiner and purifier of silver. So she went, and without telling him the reason for her visit, she asked him to tell her about the process of refining silver. So after he had fully described it to her, she asked, what do you do whilst the refining is going on? He said, I must sit and watch the furnace constantly. For if the time necessary for the refining is exceeded in the slightest degree, then the silver will be injured. The lady saw the beauty and the comfort in these words. He shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. God sees it necessary sometimes to put us, his children, in the furnace. But his eye is steadily intent on the work of purifying and his wisdom and love are both engaged in the best manner for us. Our trials do not come at random, and he will not let us be tested beyond what we can endure. Before she left, the lady asked one final question. How do you know, she asked the refiner, when the process is complete? Well, that's quite simple, said the silversmith. It's complete when I can see my own image reflected back in the silver. This image that Malachi uses is is just to re-emphasize that God doesn't want his people, the Israelites, then to remain as they were, with all their habits, their mistakes, their sinfulness. So he sent a message through the prophet Malachi. And I wonder if we can just take that message as one for us here tonight as well. God does not want us to remain as we are. We all have our habits, our mistakes, our sinful traits that lead us to lose hope and lose our ability to reflect God to the world around us. I believe that God wishes to refine me, to refine us, and at times this can be a bit hot and uncomfortable. It may even feel like we've been abandoned, but in his wisdom, God will use this time to sit with us, to make us pure, make us holy. Why Why does he need us to be holy? Well, so that we can be more like him. So that God's kingdom can come through us and that his will be done on earth so that we can be a blessing to others. Now Malachi also uses a launderer's soap as an expression to his people. Now in Malachi's time they didn't use Purcell or Fairy or Lux Flakes. Launderer's soap literally would bleach out the fabrics. It was harsh. Now, does God really want to be this drastic and harsh when refining us? We're his children, his people, are we really that bad? Well, I think the answer is that yes, he probably does. He's a God and he demands a holy people. So this refining process is a necessary process for all of us, I think. Whatever our age and whatever our life has looked at so far, we've all made mistakes. We all pick up bad habits, some by accident. We all experience times when we inadvertently add a few impurities to the smelting pot, things that just need to be skimmed off to restore the image that God wishes to see in each one of us. And I think that these impurities affect our fragrance that we give off to those close by. Recently, in a conversation with a friend last week, I discovered that she doesn't wear an item of clothing more than once before washing it as she said, it would make her smelly. Now, I wear clothes more than once, and I suddenly felt extremely smelly, that that was really awful. Sometimes I wear them lots more than once, but I always do the sniff test, and I get them out. But it made me worry that I smell, and that those around me comment on the fact that I'm wearing the same clothes as I wore the day before. Last weekend, I looked after our grandsons, that's why I've got a cold, possibly, for the weekend, And by the end of the day, I was coated in food and snot, and I had the fragrance of a day with a toddler. But usually I hope that I don't have an off-putting odour.
1: Over the years, we've
0: got three sons. I've done lots of sniff tests on teenage boys' armpits, and goodness me, they do stink. And I've done loads and loads of washing. But it made me think about what fragrance we leave with the people around us. I don't mean a bodily odor fragrance. If I'm refined by Jesus (coughs) and endeavor to be like him, then I should carry his smell. We should give off the fragrance of Jesus. There's a preacher called Harry Foster who wrote in 1958 the following. The fragrance of Jesus is like the Father. It conveys the sweetness of the Father's love the glory of the Father's character, the desirable loveliness of the Father's goodness. All we can say is that the fragrance was the quality which brought the presence of God to men. And all we can say to describe the fragrance of a truly spiritual life is that it reminds people of Christ. It brings the atmosphere of his presence near to men. So we see the fragrance of Jesus is attractive Jesus didn't have to try and be fragrant either. It was a characteristic of his very inner nature. He was made in the image of God. He was without sin. He was purely refined. He reflected God at all times, wherever he went. And I believe that is what God's desire is for us, to be as fragrant as that, to carry the sweet scent of Jesus at all times, wherever we go. Now we can literally smell, I think, of where we've been. Have you ever done that when you think, oh, tell, in the olden days, it was, you could tell you've been to a restaurant or a pub because you're allowed to smoke in those places. And you could literally smell it on people, couldn't you? And sometimes you can smell, I sometimes in the shop I think, oh, I can smell so-and-so because it's their perfume and it lingers and you associate things. And it made me think about you know, what do people smell when they are with us? Metaphorically speaking, what fragrance do you carry with you? What fragrance do you leave with others? What fragrance do you leave at home or at work, at school? We might say the right Christian things. We might give the right outward oppression. But if we have lost touch with God, if we're not spending time in his holy presence, and his desire for his life is not maybe as strong as it used to be, then maybe that fragrance in us would just be a little bit less strong. We might instead have a bit of smell of criticism, a bit of smell of judgment. We might smell a little of just ourselves, always talking about ourselves. We might smell of negativity. Malachi's words to the people of Israel were to allow God to refine them into a holy people to allow God to have his way in their lives so that he could cleanse them and mold them into the people that he wanted them to be, the people he needed them to be so that they could be his sweet fragrance for him in that time and that place. And I believe that God would like to say the same thing to us today in this place, tonight on the evening of December 3rd, 2023. Maybe God wants to say something similar to us. He wants to say to us that he loves us so much to not lose hope, to let him in, to let him refine you, to let him make you holy again so that we can be as one with him, so we can reflect and reveal Jesus to the watching world, so that we can carry his sweet fragrance with us and be a blessing wherever God has placed us. We read in Galatians about the fruits of the Spirit. And I think as we spend time with Jesus in the presence of his Spirit, those fruits that we read about there, the fruits of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, those will be the fragrance that we carry. We'll carry a fragrance of love, a smell of joy, a smell of peace and patience and kindness and goodness, of faithfulness of love and of self-control. Those are the things I believe at this time that God might be just asking us to draw closer to him so that we can be refined more. He can scoop off those maybe some things that impurities that have just got in that have caused to drive us down, that cause us to be disappointed, to lose hope. And that actually he's saying to us, let let me come to you, let me give you my fragrance so that you can carry this as a blessing to everyone you go to. So I just wonder if you would with me. It's only short and sweet because it's all my brain could do for today. If you'd just like to stand with me. I'd just like to pray for us. And just pray Heavenly Father, at the start of this Advent season, on this day, today, in this place, Heavenly Father, we ask that you, by your Spirit, would work in us. You, by your Spirit, would refine us. You'd purify us. You'd prompt and enable us to spend time with you, removing the impurities that get in the way, so that you can actually see yourself in us, so that we will reflect you, so that we can be her holy people Father, we thank you that you love us so much that you don't want to leave us as we are. You're yearning to restore us so that we can have the best relationship with you, so that we can convey all the sweetness of your love, the blessing of your character, the desirable loveliness of your goodness, so that we might be a blessing to the world. And in the words of that song that Emma sang to us earlier, here I am, I am your temple, purify me until I reflect your beauty, Lord. And I just wonder if we just have a moment to think about what is stopping us longing for Jesus? What is stopping us allowing him to refine us? What smells have we picked up and things we've picked up that we need to put down that stop us reflecting Jesus and carrying his sweet fragrance. So just a few moments just to think about what comes to mind that God might be prompting you to put down and make right. And I do believe there's no shame in recognizing what's coming to the surface that needs to be skimmed off. And I believe that maybe the word criticism comes to some people here. Maybe you received it a lot as a child and it bubbles out of you a bit too often and God just wants to take it away and replace it with a spirit of love and acceptance and peace and joy. So Father, in this place at this time, as we lay things down with you, Father, we may receive your mercy and your refining power right now to make us a people that you can see yourself in and to move closer to you. And we just ask your grace and your wisdom as we try and do that in our own lives. In Jesus' name.